At times, we all feel lost in search of something more. This is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, a podcast designed to help inspire and guide you forward through everything spirituality, creativity, art, and just giving you a sense of empowerment so that you can be powerful, be magical, and be free. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, we are welcoming one of our very own practitioners, Denise Lee, with us. Now, she is an energy healer and a counselor, and what she really specializes is is working with creatives and healing trauma. Now, not just creatives, but also highly sensitive uh, individuals. They could be other healers as well as empaths, and you know, but she's really found a way and a methodology and five key functions of really helping to heal that so that people People can step in and be who they are and be that full expression of their self. So thank you so much, Denise, for coming in and being with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love being a part of this community. Ah, it's so good. <laughs> now, yeah. I know that when we talk about trauma, there's so, so much that fits into that bucket. And that can be from, you know, uh, what people might perceive as very traumatic events to mm-hmm. also just having this you know, shock to the system. And we're going to get into a little bit about what you mean in the different layers of trauma Mm -hmm. um, in a minute, but I would love people to know a little bit more about you. Yes. So as you beautifully uh, stated, I am a a counselor and energy healer and also a creative. And I work with highly sensitive creatives to heal and thrive, uh, unblock from their traumas, you know, and we'll kind of get to it. But, you know, like a lot of the little T's as well, the little things that add up, maybe perhaps growing up in neglect or, you know, things like that. And also I, I'm really, really connected to supporting people who feel that they really want to connect with their purpose and be in the world with their purpose. And somehow they just feel really stuck. And I just feel like such a passion and calling to serve those people, whether they fit in that highly sensitive, creative empath, healer category or not. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, that that drives my next question is, you know, everybody has a story of how they Mm -hmm. become. And, you know, we're often drawn into different fields as of a result of maybe some experiences that we went through. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, if I can be so bold, was there some Mm -hmm. trauma that you were uncovering? And, you know, what caused you to say, hey, let me step into this field? Okay. (laughs) So, yes. Um, Yeah. So just to kind of, you know, what comes to mind is the whole wounded healer archetype. You Mm -hmm. know, Carl, Carl Jung talked about it's the wounded physician who heals. And I really do believe that because the wounded physician, having gone through the trauma and having experienced it and moved to the other side, you have that inner blueprint Mm -hmm. of knowing what that's like. And so when you sit with someone who's maybe, and by the way, like I'm constantly going through this, my own healing journey, but when you sit with another person who's maybe in, maybe beginning their healing journey or somewhere in the forest, it resonates with that inner blueprint. And so I have that empathy. And so I think, long story short, I do resonate with that wounded healer archetype. And, you know, so just, I won't go into too much detail around it, but yeah, I did grow up in alcoholism, a family that was you know, affected by alcoholism and mental illness. And I had no idea that I had trauma. I was, you know, and I, I was a seeker all of my life. And I just knew that somehow something didn't feel right, you Mm -hmm. know, 
And that led me on a search, a lifelong search. Um, it started very young and uh, I came across consciousness groups and 12-step fellowships. I, I'm not, you know, I was affected by people who drink, but I, you know, it does like affect you even if you aren't an, you know, alcoholic per se. But, uh, and I did all this inner work and inner journey and, you know, my life got better and I became happier and brighter and all of that. And still there were some ways that I, I felt like I'm not, I'm not fully living my full self. There are some mm-hmm. places that are blind spots. And, and it wasn't until I came across, like after, maybe like 20 years into my healing journey. It takes time, it people. It takes time. So this is a long story. I'm going to try to... <laughs> no. Okay. So okay. yeah. So it was in, you know, my 12-step recovery. They do this inventory and you do your inner, inner work. And I'm just always just fearless and just want to do the work. And I'm not afraid to look at it. And in doing that work the trauma came up and I had no idea that I had trauma. Like it came up and I was shocked. I was like, what is this? I did, I did all of my work. I, I, you know, and so it just kind of came up in my body as this old grief and rage. And I had no idea where it was coming from. And after that, I went through this period of having a devastating loss of energy. And so I could just go to work and come home and I would literally be horizontal. I barely had a social life and it was really painful. So I prayed, I prayed to spirit, you know, I am a seeker and I've done all the 12 steps and, and all of these things. And what is this? Show me. I was, that was a, a very, you know, difficult, you know, what, what do they say? The dark night of the soul. Yes, (laughs) it was that. And, um, And it led me to, you know, working with different holistic practitioners, you know, people who did muscle testing, you know, chiropractors, because I went to all the doctors and they said, you're fine. You know, you're fine. Your blood tests look good. You look, you're fine. But I, I didn't feel fine. And so I came across all these people and I got better. I did many ayahuasca ceremonies. I got better. But then one day I got an email from a friend of mine who, uh, she was a, a classmate of mine and she said, oh, guess what? I'm an energy healer. And everything in me like I remember sitting on the couch because those days I was laying on the couch a lot because I just had no energy and I didn't understand what was happening and I saw that email and I just perked up like everything in me just (laughs) I got goosebumps and that was the start of my energy healing journey wow I love it so it seems like the counseling journey started a little bit before with like you you diving in and doing uh, were you doing Al-Anon uh, or, or a 12 step recovery process. And, and so in that, you know, you were looking and kind of examining, doing work on yourself, going through, mm-hmm. doing inventory, making mm-hmm. your amends, all of that different kind of stuff of, you know, and if anybody's listening, you know, if, if I highly, I've recommended to a lot of people is, is, you know, 12 steps isn't just about addicts and alcoholics. I think that they have right now, they have like a hundred some different versions of 12 steps for different people, you know, and, but you don't even have to identify with having an addiction or, um, any type of, or being a, um, you know, sex and love war at Al-Anon as a, as, as, you know, a friend or family member that has, it's just about, you know, it's a process of really taking a moment Mm -hmm. to do inventory of your life and, and to reflect and to look. So I think that's a, it's a great program. And that the reason why it's reiterated in, you know, a hundred plus different versions of it, uh, from its original 
just alcoholics is mm -hmm. because it does work for different purposes. But so you did that and, and you have, um, and, and you go through all of this process, you mm -hmm. do this reflection mm -hmm. and then you dove deeper. You said, okay, let me go and drink some ayahuasca, get some visions, do some other stuff. I'm sure there was lots of journaling and exercises. You said you went through all these healers and things. And that's what oftentimes, you know, for those people that are listening, that's, you know, it's a process, you know, it's maybe yeah. like years of being damaged, but it's also like, it's not just about healing, mm -hmm. it's about expanding, yeah. right? And so, you know, a lot of it, it's it's not like you don't go to the gym just to lose weight. You also grow, or you go there to grow muscle, to become stronger, to yeah. become fitter, to become faster, to become more flexible, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. But the loss of something is just one byproduct. The gain of something is far more greater Absolutely. In, in, in so many ways, right? Yeah. And so for those that are listening, I mean, I know that sometimes you might be hearing this or hearing Denise's story and saying, years, years, I have to go through this. It's like, but you're not going through years of, mm -hmm. of that. It's There's a shedding and then there's a growing. There's this evolution of spiritual development, mm -hmm. of awareness of self, of you know, expansion of consciousness, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and then, and then, you know, you were going through all of this and this might be for some people, you try different things and I guarantee all the different things that you were trying were having an effect, but sometimes it's about finding that one thing that clicks for you in that mm -hmm. moment or mm -hmm. is that gateway, right? Yeah. You know, you could be deficient on a certain, certain, you know, doing health regimens and protocols and be deficient on something. And then you finally realize, oh, you know what? I needed potassium and you have potassium and suddenly everything changes, but mm -hmm. you were working on things other than Absolutely. that. And so, but energy work. So you get this email and there's this calling, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and at this point, awareness to it so what did you do did you book a session with your friend did you end up contacting them how, how did yeah. what happened next before I want to before I answer that question I want to also backtrack to the listeners who are thinking oh my god years and years and to them I want to say you know the process of going to yoga is it's an ongoing process so for me the healing journey is it never ends because we are unlimited and the amount that we can expand never ends and we are humans living on this earth and things are constantly hap happening and sometimes feeling sad feeling angry feeling fear all those things are a part of life and for me to have a practice to be able to clear it as i go is a lifelong process so i just want to also mention that to the re to our listeners as well yeah lifelong <laughs> process i mean we'll think about like you know since i've been doing some health metaphors for whatever reason but like your liver is constantly filtering yeah you know, it doesn't just stop being a liver and say, oh, right. well, I don't need to filter anything anymore. Every time you're eating stuff, every time you're breathing air, every time we're w walking around in this chemically filled yeah. world. And unfortunately, you know, the world has become ever so toxic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to do the, the detox every so often aren't just this maintenance thing. They're probably, they're like mandatory, right? Yeah. You know, and the same thing for when you're going through. And if you're looking at that, like us as a vessel going through these experiences yeah. of life and being that life has sped up so exponentially, it's like our environment has gotten dirtier. So our liver needs to work harder to detoxify Absolutely. our system, right? Yeah. But our life has been coming busier, more chaotic, more extreme. So yeah. like we need more of an understanding Absolutely. of how to continue to 
you know, move forward, right? Yes, yes. To have the right principles, the yes. right support team, the right mechanisms mm-hmm. so that we can continue to thrive. Yes. And if I can just piggyback on that thought, it's that whole thing of that whole idea of, you know, pause, slow down in order to speed up mm-hmm. because I always want to go faster because I always want everything to have been done yesterday. Mm-hmm. And when I do, I burn out, right? And so we're living in you know, 2022, you know, we have these full lives. And if I don't have a practice to slow down and clean the liver, right? Clean the metaphorical liver daily, yeah. then I'm, it's gonna slow me down eventually. Yeah, and it's gonna get clogged up a little bit faster and it's gonna create you know, what is known as like a, you know, chaos or an emergency, right? Exactly. You know? If you're not constantly on top of your health, you know, we live in a world where you see, you're seeing it, you know, you've seen so many people get sick so early, yeah. you know, like you're seeing these health crises happen yeah. where, you know, maybe they used to not happen for people until they were in the 60s, 70s and 80s. You're seeing people in their 20s, 30s and 40s having yeah. these health crises because they're not doing that maintenance. Yeah. Right. And that's the same. You know, you have anxiety levels through the roof, depression yep. through the roof. Yep. You have all of this. But like at any given moment, I mean, people have anxiety if they don't message somebody back on a social uh, platform or you know there's some kind or of text ex- messaging yeah, the thing that we carry around with us yeah there's like an <laughs> expectation that you know like if somebody doesn't get back to you within like 30 minutes oh, yeah. that it's like oh my god what's wrong let's text them again it's like really you know back in the day it used to be like a letter got mailed and then you that somebody took time to write it and then it got mailed back and you're yeah. looking at a few weeks but sometimes a month of communication before Absolutely. communication yeah you know <laughs> or you called somebody on a rotary yeah. telephone and then you waited and then you know like maybe you, you didn't even have an answer machine so you had to call them back or hope that you right. know like I, I mean just the amount of yeah. pressure yeah that is on yeah. us and then, you know, in society, or at least in an American society, you have a dual working household now, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The bills are more, the chaos is more, the traffic mm-hmm. is more, everything is more, you know, and mm-hmm. you need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's all connected, you know, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. I believe we are holistic beings and it's all connected. And sometimes it comes out as physical ailments, you know, but it's all also, I believe, I mean, I'm not a doctor, right? But I believe that it's all connected. And the more grief that I have or old feelings that I haven't cleared, you know, consistently, it's going to affect, it's going to show up in the body somehow. Yeah. Right. And it's like, we, we brush, I mean, we take showers daily. (laughs) So why not go to your healer every other week or, you know, do that morning pages every morning. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so then I want to get into something that with the ever expanded reality and the stresses on, on our life, there's also in my feeling, maybe there's a lot of desensitization to it, but the trauma. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, and there's also a lot more in my belief system, and it doesn't mean that it's it wasn't done before. I think there was a lot of suppression of things that happened, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. But today, there's even more of a suppression for the reason of not that sometimes people aren't more comfortable talking about it nowadays than before. It was like shamed and not talked about before. But now it's like life is too busy. I can't even process this. Let me push it to the side because I have to get somewhere else. Right. And so you have this um, almost displacement Mm -hmm. of trauma. Yep. And you have this elevated sense of trauma. I mean, we're so desensitized 
that I mean, just the other day, somebody said, "Oh, there was another school shooting," oh, gosh. and then and then and then and then I was like, "Oh," and then they're like, uh, three people died or something like that." And I was like, "Oh, only three people," and I'm like, <laughs> and then I stopped myself and wow. I was like, yeah. "Wow, that's how desensitized yeah. we all are." Yeah, that like. Oh, that was not that big of a school shooting because only three people died. Like, it was like, what is going on? Right. And I know, like, in whoever I was having this conversation with, they said the same thing. So yeah. it, it, it wasn't like, oh, my God, Christina, you're just, you know, not, you know, it, it's it's this common thing. It is and, very and, common. And, you know, to see accidents or to see this or the blood and gore on movies or different whatever, mm. that it looks so real. And we don't even, yeah. we're not even phased anymore. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up this uh, idea of trauma. I, one thing I'm really grateful for is that it's, it's become normalized to talk about trauma. Yeah. That it's, we, we, we're no longer feel, I mean, as much shame. It's not, it's not a bad thing. And, and I think people are becoming more aware that, you know, you don't have to be a war veteran, you know, to have been traumatized. You don't have to have been in a car accident. I mean, knock on wood, you know, I don't, I don't wish that on anyone. And you can have, you know, one teacher kind of said it, you know, perfectly, very simply. It's just anything that feels too much for the body, you know, mm -hmm. anything, anything that feels just too much for your nervous system so that you're kind of tensing and you're kind of going like this, right? It's the toothpaste effect. Your body goes in and up. And what does your energy do in that place? Your energy goes up, right? Because it's like, oh my gosh, right? And so energy goes up to head. It goes out to the ethers, right? Because it's not safe to be in the body. And so trauma creates a rift between the mind-body connection. Mm. And I did not know that I have trauma. My parents loved me. They did the very best they could. They didn't have the support, right? And so, and I don't wanna to go too much into that, but you know, neglect is trauma. You know, mm. coming home to an empty home or maybe feeling like, you know, your parents are so tired, so you need to just kind of like people please, right? So that you're making, you're making sure that your parents are in a good mood, right? That's all like little traumas. And so again, where does the energy go? If I have to worry about, like ideally you want to have unconditional positive regard so you can be messy, you can be loud, you can be happy, you can be anything, and you just know that they're gonna love you and you're gonna be accepted. But sometimes that's not always the case. And so mm -hmm. in that case, there's this hypervigilance that develops of like, okay, walking on eggshells a little bit, who do I need to be to please you? Because if you're upset and you're run down and you don't have support, right, the primary caregivers, often mom and dad, not always, then I'm like checking and my energy's going out, right? Yeah. So what happens when your energy goes out? You abandon self, Yeah. right? And so if you habitually practice this over and over and over again, you're getting good at people pleasing. You're getting, you're creating those, those grooves in the nervous system where you're saying, oh my God, I'm not safe. And so I have to make sure that everyone is okay. And who do I need to be to please you, right? To be, to yeah. survive essentially. And so then what happens is that again, energy is out and we got, we become disconnected from our bodies. Yeah. And, and I really want to say this because I'm so passionate about this because I see so much rift in the connection, whether people, even if people grew up in safe households and in loving homes, like somehow there is a disconnection in some way. And so much of the healing happens in, in restoring that connection. Mm. And go ahead. No. So like, just, just to backtrack for a moment for everybody that's listening to yes. summarize, 
Um, when you're talking about trauma, now they can, they can be, it can be big trauma that people perceive as trauma, rape, molestation, yep. a scene of murders or wounds or those kind of things yep. and that, but it can also be smaller things. And so yeah. basically the nuts and bolts of the definition of trauma for the purpose of this podcast and yeah. what you're looking at is this moment in time when your body and mind, um, disconnect from their self. Yes. And in that form of disconnection because of the outside world or stimulus it could be yeah. something to do with the internals too but because of that separation there become or because of that impact of that experience there becomes a separation yes and so that can be something uh, small and minute that happens yep. repeatedly, like maybe something that you're explaining that maybe you personally went through is mm -hmm. these, you know, maybe it wasn't this big, like, hey, this one thing haunts me and it's just a traumatic event, but it was just so frequently doing that people pleasing and saying, what are your needs? Yeah. My needs don't matter. Right. Let's disconnect from thyself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So just so we have a good, like working you know, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the things I wanted to kind of yeah. go over. And so when you... So that would be developmental trauma. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to kind of put a word on it. Yeah. Okay. So and they're both... Yeah. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So so developmental trauma or that, but when we're looking at this as separation from yes. mind and body. Yes. Not only the separation from mind and body, but so what happens, you know, in when you have a small child who they have a little nervous system and something, a too muchness happens in their environment, right? So what does the child do? Naturally, we, in order to protect ourselves, we will, we will again, separate from our bodies and we will, that, that experience, you, you know, ideally, you know, there'll be a caregiver to say, oh my gosh, you know, pick you up and, and there will be a completion of that, mm -hmm. you know, not that like things, things happen in life, but ideally there, there would have been a place for the you know kid to cry or to say, you know, I was so scared. Right. And to be heard and seen. And then all of a sudden there's it's processed and it's out of their body. Right. Yeah. The fear is completed. The, the, the sadness is completed. It's out of their body. And again, that connection of like being seen and held. But if that wasn't there, then oftentimes the small nervous system, it's, it's too much. So then what, what happens is, is that they start to repress it. And mm. it's the displacement that you talked about earlier, right? So it can be, happen with big ones and it can happen with little ones. And so little traumas, big traumas. And so you start to keep displacing it because like, I'm not going to feel this because it's too literally too much for the small nervous system to experience because it can shatter you. And so you just kind of store it away, you know, mm -hmm. you store it away in your body, you store it away in your consciousness. And so all of your life force goes into suppressing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some of the energy goes, it's okay. That was, that was, and then you put a healthy dose of denial to say, you know, I, I, that was fine. I'm fine. Right. And so, and then we kind of go into our minds because the body stores the trauma. And so that's a dangerous territory for someone who's experienced traumas, whether they're little T's or big T's. And so they just kind of live in their heads and, or they kind of go out. And that's where, that's where disassociation happens, right? Spacing mm -hmm. out and living in your head. You enjoying this so far? Did you forget to subscribe? Make sure to do so. It takes two seconds. Just press that little button, the red one, you know, the one. Just press it, little like. All right, enjoy the rest of this content. And so what do you do to really work towards helping mm -hmm. people? I know that you found yeah. that there's there's five keys yeah. that you kind of deal with. And mm -hmm. so what are those? Oh, 
Yeah, you know, I say the five keys because it's just kind of easier to break it down. But before I go into the five keys, I, again, it's, it's in the restoration of, it's in, it's in repairing that disconnect. And, and it really boils down to becoming the safe person as the healer becoming the safe person and creating that safe space for my people, right? Or clients, but I like to call them my people to be able to relax enough and feel safe enough to then feel the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we don't even, you know, we're not going to feel it if we don't feel safe. And oftentimes, you know, when there's another person oh my gosh, like you see me and I, I actually feel this and I can let it out, right? Mm-hmm. So it really boils down to that. But there are, so if I were to really boil it down, it would be feeling your feelings. And that's actually very, very simple, but often very difficult to do. So I support my clients, my people to I teach them how to feel their feelings. And it sounds crazy because it sounds like such a simple thing, and yet when people have trauma, it's actually very complicated, right? Well, yeah, because you know if you're you're separating, it's not been okay because if your nervous system was so overwhelmed by yeah. it and you didn't feel that you could process that, yeah, or deal with that overwhelm, right? right. You know, right? And so then there becomes avoidance, or like you yeah. said, everybody li- then they live in their head, or mm-hmm. you know, there's there's defense mechanisms that occur, right? Maybe constant distractions or disassociation or whatever the case may be. And then on the the bigger levels, then that can start to form into different types of psychological disorders, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way it would look like, you know, if if someone were to come and work with me, the way it would look like is that, you know, we would establish safety and trust and for their nervous system to start to kind of relax. Mm -hmm. And from that place, we would give them tools of, okay, so let's start by talking and just counseling because that's also, that in itself is so valid because you start to create a coherent narrative. Like, oh, this happened and so that's why this is happening. And it might take a while to, you know, start to drop down into the body. And when they're ready, then it's so exciting because I find that, when we do this next level of really starting to drop down into the body is when the deep and lasting transformation occurs. Mm. So I'll start to say, okay, well, let's, you know, bring in your inner observer, right? Your resilience, your resilience. Let's bring in support of the earth. Let's bring in, you know, ancestors and guides if that helps you. And I'm here too, right? And so we kind of start to then explore as they're talking about an issue or, you know, as they're talking about the presenting problem we'll say okay well where is that in your body right and Mm -hmm. that's kind of where the energy work comes in and I guide them so where is it in your body oh it may be I I feel something in my gut or I feel something in my heart okay great so so describe what that might feel like you know is there a shape to it is there a weight you know where is it in your body is there a texture is there a color and what I'm doing is I am supporting them to safely tune in to those wounds in their body. Mm-hmm. Again, with a, in a very, very safe way so that they feel in charge and this thing is not in charge of them, right? And then often what happens is that as they start to explore, there's a great big release, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes, you know, sometimes I, then it's like, I kind of work intuitively with people through guided meditation or moving their body. And I just, 
and then we kind of move or support them to really let it up and out. And when I see those cathartic releases or even like shedding small tears or even just saying I'm angry and I've never allowed myself to say I'm angry, Mm. I experience miraculous shifts. And when all of that starts to clear, then, and here's the expansion piece, you start to feel yourself. You start to feel your essence, your joy, because I believe in essence, we are light. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, it's like you give them this safe space to be able to feel. And for most of people, it's, there's so much disassociation going on that they're not aware. And, you know, I believe most people spend 90 plus percent of their time in this aspect of their 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 body yeah. their in their mind and then their thoughts and you can even say how do you feel about that and people think about how they feel they don't actually allow themselves to feel yeah and so it's yeah. a thought thought provoked response <laughs> not an actual feeling yes and so you, you bring them into that awareness into their body and by yes. being aware of the body it actually allows them to feel the authentic feeling yes and i want to just kind of add to that and i'm so glad that you said most people live 90 percent here and that was myself there's no shame or blame to any of or judgment to any of our listeners because I mean it's it's hard sometimes being human but oftentimes what I see people you know they often say oh you know I've I've done years and years of therapy but why is it that I'm still I know I am attracting the same unavailable person for example but I know all of this and yet I still attract them right and Mm so that's where we can start to go into the body territory because we have to change the wiring in our body And oftentimes, and this is me included, I want to bypass the difficult stuff. I just give me, give me the, let let me figure out how to like make things better, right? Give me the plan. Give me the program. Like, give me the answers, right? Let me just think my way through. And and everybody wants to be able to cross the finish line for a marathon, but people don't want to do the training to get there, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But oftentimes I believe it's in, it's in feeling those difficult feelings that, the miraculous shifts happen. But the good news is that as we continue to, you know, hone and develop our inner observer, we just get better at it. And it's, it's okay. It's not that bad. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, and it, and the shifts are so worth it. The freedom that you get on the other side is so worth it that it becomes like, okay, bring it on. Because after this, I do feel more rainbow joy. Mm. I do. And it's like, and well, it's yeah, like you can feel yourself more, yeah, you know, and so you're, yeah. you're allowing yourself that that's, that's the beauty of it. It's like, yes, you have to feel, and sometimes you have these carthotic or carthotic releases or like the, you, you feel anger, you feel frustration, or you want to cry uncontrollably, but like, you're okay. Exactly. You feel those feelings and then you, uh, then you make room to feel your other feelings yeah. because, you know, emotions are like spec or like there's a spectrum to the emotional scale, right? Yeah. You know, it kind of works like a Pac-Man. <laughs> right and so you know i love that <laughs> what do antidepressants do they take away this but they take away that yeah, right yeah and what do you do if you're living in 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 disassociation you're taking away this but you're taking away that yes and so you're shrinking your emotional spectrum yes. of what you're capable of feeling but the moment you start to go down here and start to be okay and access this you're giving yourself permission to go up here yeah because it, there's a duality to it. Yes. There's a, there's an equal and opposite reaction that happens. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Yeah, you just become more alive and you just feel yourself. And by the way, for our listeners, it's not always tsunamis. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's like a, like I just feel a little bombed. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. can be like that, you know? And it's like, 
But as long as I have an inner observer, you it know, doesn't just always I'm, have to be a suit, Bobby. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Like, as I'm just like, you know, this work can happen. You can do it anywhere. It's like free. It's it's in you. So it's like, even as I'm standing in line at the grocery store, I can just kind of be present with, oh, there's a little, I'm a little bummed, but I'm not so in it if I can notice it and just be present with it. And if I allow myself to ride the waves of it. So I really teach my people to ride the waves of it. And it's so amazing because clients start to then do it on their own. And they Mm -hmm. say to me, oh my gosh, Denise, I just laid on my couch and I put one hand on my heart, one on my belly, and I just rode the waves of this thing that it triggered me. And I just, and then all of a sudden I came out on the other side and everything shifted. And it's like, you're doing it on your own. That's amazing. And I've seen miracles happen of when you do the inside clearing, the outside, your outside life starts to really shift. And it's been such a joy to witness you know, people who are willing to do the work and they do it. And I just see them just blossom. Absolutely. And the inside is that direct key to the outside. Yeah. I'm sure for anybody that's listening, if you've ever done a meditation, I'm sure most people that are tuning into our channel and listening to this podcast, you've done some form of spiritual diving in. And like meditation is a good example of that. Yeah. You do a meditation, you're clearing your inside, you're becoming still. And what's the one thing anybody will say is they feel like the outside got quieter, <laughs> right? Yes, you know? yes. And so that's like a direct like representation of what you're just talking yes. about. Like the inside changed and the outside experience felt different. It felt more peaceful, brighter, calmer, whatever those adjectives are. But it's because you stirred out and got rid of the clutter on the inside. Yeah, Absolutely. And I, 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 I must talk about the address, the five essential keys, because <laughs> so uh, just really quick, it's they're all very simple. And I kind of like to think about it as kind of associated with each chakra. So, uh, you know, sometimes creatives come to me and they're presenting complaints is I want to do my art. I love it more than anything. And yet I feel overwhelmed. I feel anxious. I feel scattered. I feel. Uh, my internal critic is stopping me. I'm not good enough. I, you know, they have imposter syndrome or self-worth or I don't have enough support, you know, all these things, right? And so the five essential keys really, it's, it's, I mean, again, it's not rocket science. It's very simple, but often difficult. The first step, the first essential key is associated with the first chakra, right? Okay. Because, so the first, first essential key is really getting grounded into your body, and okay. into the earth. So again, that whole thing of repairing, uh, restoring the mind-body connection. And we do that by continually sensing the body. Because sometimes it's so busy here that we get stuck here. So it's like, okay, like training ourselves to sense and tune into our hearts and our bellies. Uh, and like also like connect to the earth. Second essential key is associ- associated with the second chakra. Mm-hmm. When you feel, you heal. So again, very simple, but not always easy. And having the willingness to feel clears, like we talked about. And essential key number three is associated with our solar plexus, our third chakra, which is taking small, consistent steps, right? Mm. For For some, it's really easy. For some, it's not that easy. And just the practice of doing it. The fourth essential key and the fifth essential key are associated with the heart, boundaries, a firm, like establishing firm boundaries so that 
I can, I'm not overgiving, right? I'm not overgiving mm-hmm. where I'm depleted and I, then I have no energy to give to my art, but to say, no, this is so important to me. Let me give to myself first. And then from that place, give to others from a place of overflowing. And the fifth essential key is relationships, connection. That is everything, mm-hmm. right? Because my teacher always says the healing happens in the we, right? Yeah. The, the, anyway, this is a whole other thing I can go off that. So I won't go into, into that, but so much can happen in connection. We heal through connection. We can create and collaborate through connection. Mm-hmm. That connection is key. Giving and receiving consistent support around your creativity and art. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And oh, I love how you've you correlated it with the different chakras. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And little... they're rainbow colors. <laughs> Just like this like rainbow color that you have in Liberate, right? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And, and you know, when you're working with people and you're taking them through these keys and they're mm-hmm. having these transformations, you know, what are some of the, I mean, you gave a little bit of a of example of some of the things that people can expect, right? Mm-hmm. You gave like, you know, the cathartic releases, the maybe experiencing emotions or that. Mm-hmm. But as a result, you know, what are some of the biggest shifts and the benefits that people have on the outside oh, after? Yeah. So one is a, a, a filmmaker and writer who came to me and she was stuck. And, you know, she had... I won't go into too, too much detail, but she was in a place of overwhelm and not really working on her art. And she was, I was so inspired by her because she was so willing to do the work and I see her exploding. I mean, she's working with, you know, writers who are associated with Pixar. She's creating her own film. She's out there in the world. And it's, it's such a joy to see. Um, another, you know, another person that comes to mind is just having worked with them for a year I mean they they came to me because they wanted to move and they had this vision to move and not only did she move but she bought a house you know and and I just see her just thriving and so I just see so many cool things happening in their lives and I do think that this is the result of doing that inner work yeah like that that outer reflection matches that inner reflection so clearing that and healing and having that increased ability of Mm -hmm. just love and centeredness with thyself, right? And so to summarize what what you're saying with these couple examples and with working with people is really allowing them to be that expression and find that happiness and whatever that vibration is for them. And it has this ripple effect into even more things than what they thought. Yeah, and you know what's really coming to my mind is I think with with all of the people that I work with in doing this kind of work, what I witness is they start to really tune into the to their own inner wisdom Mm -hmm. because so many times they come and they are confused or they ask they want me to fix them or whatever. And I always remind them, you have everything within you. I mean, you have the inner healer within. I'm here to support you back to your body, mm. to support you back to your heart, to support you to support you back to your gut. And when you can tune into that, then you'll know. So they they get that. They get that, oh my gosh, like I have an inner compass within me that there's just all this thing that there's things that's in the way. Life is in the way. And if I can just tune into my own inner compass, then I'll know, then I'll be guided to my purpose. Yes. I love that. <laughs> 
it's a, it's, 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 so it's that ability to step into who you truly are. Yes. And through yes. the, the vibration of that, you know, and it's that, that it doesn't mean that overnight and they need to suddenly know their purpose. It's at least those steps and that guidance too, yeah. and that new sense of authenticity. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes I find the universe doesn't show it to me all at once. But the universe shows me the next step, right? Yeah, and sometimes the people have crumb. Sometimes people have different, you know, levels of purpose at different times, too, yeah. right? You know, and they step into different parts, just like we're always forever changing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So beautiful, 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 beautiful. And how can people find you besides here at Liberate? Social handles, other information, website, yes, all yes. that fun stuff. So um, you can find me on Instagram, Denise Lee Healing. Uh, it's my name spelled with a C, so I'm nice, D-nice, <laughs> D-E-N-I-C-E. And also uh, on Facebook. And I also, my husband and I, we... Oh, yeah, we were going to talk yeah, about that briefly, yeah. too. Yeah, that, yeah. you know, but you, you also do couples. Yeah, just in, a, just in a nutshell, we do. We offer couples, uh, you know, we're a, couple, we're a couple and we couples coaching other couples and you can find us at howtorelationship.com. It's the digit two. And yeah, I'm here every Thursdays, uh, three to eight. And I also teach class here, Saturday mornings, 10.15 to 11.15. I teach energy work class. If you want to tune in, learn to tune into your own core, your own, your own body. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I hope people got some great things out of this and understanding the keys. And, and if you've had some ever kind of inkling of there's some stuff that might be bottled up inside of you that you're ready to make some changes on you know definitely come check out check out Denise's class or do a session um do some work on yourself or jump in and even go in start working some steps or doing other things that you can do because it's time to start living your authentic self thanks Christina thanks for having me thank you thank you for joining Till next time, uh, please, if you're listening to this on one of the audio platforms on Spotify or iTunes or any of those ones, you know, check out our YouTube. We're trying to grow the YouTube and then you get to see us and now we have this new cool three camera setup. So it's a little bit cooler for you. And we also do something that you won't find on the audio based platforms is we do these shorter clips of some of the juiciest stuff. So you can find that there. If there is interesting parts of this podcast that you want to share with others, go and try to find it on our YouTube and you can share that and just have that, you know, three to five minutes of insight that it can be valuable for a friend or loved one. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like it, subscribe and share it with your friends. If you want to hear more about what we have going on and happening online or in, in the neighborhood, check out liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Liberate Yourself. It's you are self, U-R-S-E-L-F. Until next time, be powerful, be magical, and be free.